Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. Thanks for joining us this week on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. I'm Robert Johnson, president of the Duncan Duo, here with Josh Goodwin from Goodwood Mortgage Group. How are you doing, Josh? I am doing wonderful today. Awesome. On a bright, sunny Sunday here in Tampa, Florida. (laughs) Well, it's been a while since I've hosted the show, and I've never actually been on with Josh, so appreciate him uh, filling in with me for, for Andrew, so appreciate that, Josh. First time for everything. Right? Yeah, right, right, right. So a uh, lot's changed in the real estate world. A lot changes every week uh, in the real estate world, especially now. And Josh and I were talking briefly before the show about rates, which is always fun to talk about, um, especially right now because rates have been kind of moving all over the place. There was a time where we were trending up in rates. Now it seems like we're going back and we're trending down in rates a little bit. So What's going on this week with rates, Josh? Rates seem to be trending down. Um, so I was reading through an article, and we don't need to go over that verbatim, verbatim of what was said, but rates were going up past 7%. We're like, okay, here we're back to what it was you know, six, seven months ago, and now rates are diving back down. I was looking at rates this morning for a client that we locked in, and uh, we were able to get him down to a 6.375% with no points whatsoever. Oh, wow. And to get him down to a five and a half was only going to cost him an additional $4,500. A week ago, that would have cost $23,000. Yeah. Incredible. Well, I didn't even realize, so this is me being ignorant, but I didn't even realize it moved that much in a week, I guess. I know, of course, like anything could happen, but that seems like a huge swing, especially when you're talking about the buy-down of, of the points. Correct. And you have a lot of different factors, like the ISM data just came out. You know, you you have different reports, inflation reports. So for those to move that quickly, and this has been like this for over a year now, it is completely out of the ordinary and it is not something that's normal. And in a steady market, you know, we used to get a client on a contract. We wouldn't lock it for a week because we didn't need to. Mm-hmm. Rates aren't going anywhere. You know, it, the, the deviation of what it would move is very similar. As soon as we get a contract now, we look at what the news is, and you have to lock it. So working with an experienced lending team, a loan officer that knows what they're doing, is so vital because if you miss a day, that rate could jump a couple, you know, maybe a quarter of a point, even up to a half a point, depending right. on the news that week. Right. It's some scary stuff. Right. So, yes, it's not normal. This is, as Andrew says, fantasy land. Yeah, right. right. not the good kind. Yeah. So, um, I mean, from what you see, you're – expecting, of course, you don't have a crystal ball, but you're expecting probably the trend to continue downward. I mean, is there stuff that's pointing you to think that, or are you just throwing your best guess out there? Honestly, it changes all the time. (laughs) I mean, when Jerome Powell at the last meeting, you know, they raised him a quarter of a point, um, not mortgage rates, but the fund rate. And they said, you know, it looks like we're going to keep him steady. We may do another raise, but, you know, these rates could trend into 2024 like this. And then you see data like this and it moves. So a lot of it is the market reacting to, for example, the news that they received. Uh, I don't know if it was what day it was, Wednesday or Thursday, um, in regard to the ISM data. The market liked it. It removed, it, it, it moved and it rallied. Rates got a little bit better. Um, so it depends. I mean, there's, there's a lot of variables. So trying to figure it out as a consumer. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> it's hard enough for us. Yeah. I mean. It's difficult. The good news is rates look like they're trending down for right now. It changes week by week. So, you know, I was actually just having a, a conversation with your office uh, this this past week, and we were discussing, you know, 
on Thursdays, we're going to have calls and I'm going to go over the market with them, let them know what's going on mm -hmm. so that they can be educated for their, you know, their clients and future clients and don't base anything off a news reading. You got to check multiple sources. Some will tell you rates are high. Some will tell you they're low, but all in all, it looks like we're headed in a good direction right. for right now. What's interesting on our side is that these swings and these dips are causing huge amounts of people to kind of jump off the fence. Um, and, you know, I don't know if that kind of demand, I mean, and we, we see it, we see all of a sudden, you know, there'll be, there's a whole bunch of Facebook groups and social media groups I'm in. And all of a sudden, all these groups nationally will say, this week, I got so many multiple offers. And it's because we know that rates went down. So it's interesting to see that trend. But also, sometimes the rates are trending down. And again, I might be a little ignorant on this, but sometimes the rates are trending down because of a supply and demand issue. You know, they're trending down because there's not as much mortgage demand out there. I know they're not necessarily tied to what the Fed is doing. Uh, of course, it does correlate to that, but it's not necessarily tied to that. But some of it is to do with mortgage demand. Is that when people jump off the fence like that, is that actually keeping the rates from even going lower? I, you know, or is it really just kind of ebb and flow? It's more ebb and flow. I mean, in theory, what you're saying would make sense. But right now, that data is not based on, you know, okay, hey, we don't have that many people looking to buy homes. Let's do it to stimulate the economy more. Right now, they're, you know, I, I say this lightly, they're trying to kill is not the right word. They're trying to halt it, right? They, they, kill they is wanna, a good word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they want to kill it right now to get rid of inflation. Um, so, it's more of an ebbs and flows of what the market's reacting to data and it's, you know, immediate. So the Fed fund rate really has nothing to do with mortgage rates directly, right? The Fed fund rate is at which banks are lent money. So when that's increased, I mean, it's going to trickle down to mortgages. Um, but I mean, it's a great, a great point that you brought up there. I mean, a lot of people may think that way. I've been seeing multiple offers even when the rates were 7% the other week. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, and it and it goes back to honestly, inventory so low right now. I mean, right. I know you guys know that. It goes back to how good the house is because I mean, if it's a good house and it's moving ready, and oh, somebody yeah. doesn't have to put a lot of cash out of pocket, they really don't care about the rate. I mean, it's not like there's 20 houses out there that they can choose from. There's probably one or two. Yeah, I, I would agree if that, right? Depending uh, yeah, on where you're right, looking. Right, no, if that. Um and they go out and they're really aggressive in order to get the house. That's one of the reasons why I think that prices probably aren't going to go anywhere unless something major happens. Correct. You know, uh, who knows what's going to end up happening with commercial real estate and other kind of stuff, but does that even necessarily tie to residential real estate? I think it does, but yes and no. Not enough to swing a whole bunch of inventory to hit the market because what we see now is people don't want to sell their homes because they don't want to get rid of their rate. Oh, Correct. My gosh, I have a two and a half or I have a three. I'll just rent this house and I'll go buy something else yep. instead. Accidental landlords is what they've been yeah. they've been dubbed. And in fact, I actually saw an article the other day and it was the headline was, you know, it was a gift and a curse getting a two percent rate because the rate was low and the payment's incredible. They want to move, but they're like, I just can't. Like, yeah. I can't leave this. It's too it's too good. And we have people that we meet with right now and they're Sure, they want to move. I mean, they've kind of considered that. They've kind of said, okay, I, you know, I know I'm going to have a 6 or 7% interest rate, and I know I'm going to pay more, and I'm okay with that. Well, then when they go out there and they see what they get for that money, yeah, that's when they also <laughs> stop. So 
you know, there is stuff out there and there is stuff that's constantly coming on the market, but you have to be hyper aware of the market. You have to be working with an agent who's constantly looking out for you and looking to see what's on the market. You have to work with a lender who's going to constantly keep you in contact uh, with, uh, you know, what's going on with rates and maybe because they've gone down this week, you can afford more property. So, you know, you really need to be working with professionals at this point in the way the market is. It's really hard to go out there right now and try to do everything yourself. And I know there's a ton of information out there, but in order to jump on something that's the best deal, you really have to get out there and you have to be really, really aggressive really quickly. You know, you have to get somebody that's going to lock your rate, somebody that's going to find you a property. And I mean, that's that's super important right now. Yeah. And I think that's it goes back to what I said, working with people that are experts, right? Over the last two previous years, you didn't need an expert to represent you because rates were so low. Yeah, granted, there were a lot of multiple offers, but anyone was selling a home. And right now, you know, that just goes to show that just how we were discussing, we watch the market for our clients. It is so key because it changes from day to day, let alone week to week. I know for you guys at your office, you know, you've got a team of just excellent agents that are educated consistently on what the market's doing so they can better serve their clients. And uh, that's what you need. You have to have that right now because it's difficult. There's not a lot of inventory. Rates are fluctuating. And to be able to explain to somebody why you need to offer 20000 over if you want this house when your rate is still 6%, 6 6.5%, you're like, why? It's what the market demands right now. Or five and a half if you buy it down. (laughs) Exactly, with Goodwood Mortgage (laughs) Group. There you go. So, Josh, how do they get in touch with you if they're looking for um, a great lender? As in they, as in the public. Yes, the public, who's the the people that are out there. The wonderful listeners of this radio show or anybody in general. I mean, they can reach us on our website. Um, I believe it's GoodwinMortgageGroup.com, GMG.com. We'll bring them right to our website. And my assistant would kill me if, if I said that wrong. So <laughs> anyone call in 813-230-5982. That's my direct number. Um, he will direct you to the website. Correct. <laughs> or direct you to the right person in my office that can assist you with answering any questions yeah. you have. Well, and what's great about your team is there's there's a good number of you. So there's somebody out there that knows how to work with anybody. You know, They can work them through the process. They're going to be able to get them that best rate, and they're going to be able to you know, really – be on the lookout for getting these people where they need to go. I mean, I mean, being out there constantly boots on the ground. So that's Correct. what's great. If you want to get a, give us a call, we'd love to help you find your property. We'd love to talk to you about your current property. And we'd love to also be your boots on the ground in order to, you know, let you know what inventory is out there, let you know what's coming on the market. And we have a lot of stuff that's in our inventory that we haven't quite listed yet because the owners might be working on the property. The owners might be getting the home ready. We might be waiting for photos. So give us a call at our office, 813-359-8990, or you can go on our website, duncanduo.com. You can go on there, chat with one of our buyer's agents, find out what your home is worth. We can direct you to Goodwin Mortgage Group (laughs) and get you to the right person over there and get you pre-qualified because really pre-qualification is the first step to finding your house and really knowing what you can qualify for in today's market is key. So Give us a call, 813-359-8990, and we'll be back right after this quick break. And we're back here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining us this Sunday and sticking with us through that break. We were talking over the break about just kind of some of the craziness that's going on in the local real estate market, especially involving luxury real estate. You know, a couple 
of months ago, there was news that Derek Jeter's home had sold, and it was uh, there was permits filed for a demolition yeah. on the property. Um, it was sold for like twenty two point five million. Yeah, I mean, now granted, this house isn't even that old. It might not be everyone's cup of tea. I mean, it looked pretty nice to me. I mean, especially if I was going to spend twenty some million on a property with multiple lots. On Davis Island, I mean, it looked pretty great to me. I don't know that I'd have money to demolish it and then build something else, but apparently demolition permits were filed for the property. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be demolished, but it could be because they filed permits and uh, rumor has it that something else or some multiple properties will be built there. I don't know. Didn't buy the property, wasn't involved in the sale, but just that kind of thing shows the... um, the way the luxury market locally has totally changed. There's been some other uh, news this week that some others have put their home on the market in the in the Tampa Bay area. Yeah, Josh was talking about that. At, our, uh, uh, I was reading an article about our amazing sheriff here in uh, Hillsborough, Hillsborough County. County. Um, listed a house for fifteen point five million. Beautiful lot, beautiful house right on the water in Sunset Park. And I'm not sure where I read it, and you can't believe everything you read now, but I think they bought it for years prior for $5 million, Yeah, and they're selling it for this. Now, who knows what it'll sell at, but it goes to show that there is so much opportunity in real estate. Now, granted, say they bought it five, 10 years ago, there's still opportunity like that. Everything is about buying it right, right. and the appreciation. I mean, and back to your point about Derek Jeter's house, regardless of what's going to happen on that, if they're going to build one big home or three homes... There's people here seeing the vision, spending that kind of money in a place where I remember in the beginning of my career, a million dollar listing was just, it, was, right. it would sit for six months right? because there was no market for it at all. Well, I remember actually going to an appointment, a listing appointment, probably about 2013, 2014 over in the beach park area. So mm-hmm. right on, right on the water. Yep. These people did have an older home. They had a great property on the water almost at the end of the canal so like it was almost almost open open water water. yeah um i don't remember but i just i at the time i kind of laughed at what they wanted for the property (laughs) (laughs) i did not get the listing by the way but they also (laughs) did not sell the property that time because they had listed it too high now Nowadays, that would be a complete steal. Somebody was a complete idiot for not buying it. Yeah, what did they want? A million? I probably no. Nope, I don't even think it was that much. And now it's eight. Uh, yeah, eight I don't million. even think it was that much. So it's a little embarrassing. But I obviously didn't do a great job explaining to them why I thought the market was. And and also in my defense at the time, I was correct because it didn't sell. Yeah. But it, it is crazy because we do have some people that we're working with and no, <clears throat> no names, but they're looking for what I would consider to be multi-million dollar uh, lots that are waterfront in Tampa. And there's nothing. I mean, there's nothing that they can find that, it, and they'll go up to five, six million. and Just for the dirt. They're willing to pay just for the dirt. Now, sometimes when you look at hooking up things to the property, paying the electrical, pay, it depends on what's, I mean, sometimes it's cheaper to actually do the teardown. So I get why people think that way but they're willing to pay just for the dirt and there's nothing out there that's like a decent lot which goes to show you why somebody you know could list their home for 10 15 million and while they might not get it it's you know 
there's a possibility because when you have that much money and you find a lot that you want, you're just going to pay it. Correct. And it's not it's not outlandish. I mean, you see it in Fort Lauderdale, Miami, those prices. Right. A good friend of mine just sold a property, I want to say it was on Davis Island for like the dirt was $8 million. I mean- I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, the dirt. So right. What kind of house is what kind of, built there? <laughs> that's what I was thinking. What kind of... And what do you do for a living? Because right. I'm I'm intrigued. Right. right. Well, I'm thinking, if you spent that much for the dirt, what kind of house would you... <laughs> your house is almost like... What could you build that's going to be a good caliber for that that property? And how much would it be? And what kind of fixtures do you have in the house? Where are you buying the furnishings for this house? Yeah. I mean, what are you doing to make that worthwhile? Because um, that to me is just insane. And then also, if you're selling that property, where are you going that you that you want? And it's not just waterfront property. I mean, I just saw um, the you know other other local people. It was the Vinix. I mean, it's in the paper, so you can read it. And who who knows if the paper's correct? But uh, you know, they just purchased another uh, property in Palmasia. It could be right next door, right near their their current home. But you know, they also just bought the top floor of the addition. <laughs> so I mean, they're snapping up local real estate, and um, you know, they also own a couple other properties in South Tampa. So it, you know, that's somebody who I would say, okay, that's a smart investor knows what he's doing and he's snapping up local real estate because of the prices. And you, you just look at the population increase where everything's going. Um, you know how rare it is to even have, um, homes inside the city that are laid out like suburban homes. You know, a lot of cities don't have that. They have, you know, attached homes. Yeah. Attached homes, uh, townhomes. There's more. Tampa has like no medium density residential, so it goes from these. You either have high rises, or you kind of have six or seven story apartments, or you have houses. A six thousand square foot house right. on a eight right. million dollar lot. Right. There's not a. There's not attached, and uh, uh, there is okay, but there's there's for a city. There's barely any attached or townhome. So you look at somebody like that, and they're investing all this money, and you think. It's kind of crazy, but compared to what that would cost in other cities, plus our population growth, plus everything that's going on, they obviously see it as a really good investment. So if you want to look at homes like that, I'd love for you to give us a call. We'd love to help you. 813-359-8990. I'm sure that Josh could just find you all these mortgages that go along with that. Do people even, you don't even do a mortgage when you're buying a $16 million home. I mean, I have known nothing about that. I mean, I've never done one, <laughs> so I don't know. A mega jumbo loan. <laughs> I mean, but I, they've got to be. I mean, when you hear about these $20, $30 million homes out in California, um, I think that's where you get into, you know, your private money clients. Yeah, for sure. You know, the institutions that hold their money, they'll give them a loan for $20 million. I don't even want to know what that payment would be. Um, right. <laughs> I will not be your private money lender on that. Josh probably will not either, but no. uh, but give us a call either way. We'd love to help you out finding that property, 813-359-8990. Stick, stick around, and we'll be back right after this longer break here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. And we're back here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. Thanks for sticking with us through that long break. We appreciate you joining us this Sunday and every Sunday. If you want to get in touch with us, you can give us a call at our office, 813-359-8990, or check us out on our social medias. We're on all the different social channels. I know Andrew has us hooked up 
everywhere. He doesn't dance on TikTok too much anymore. But uh, if you ever saw that, you're probably thankful of that. But uh, he is on. We are on Instagram, on Facebook. I think we are still on TikTok. But if you'd like to reach out to us on any of our socials, we'd love to chat with you, hook you up with the great people at Goodwin Mortgage Group in order to get pre-qualified for a property, or we'd love to, you know, let you know what your home's worth in today's market because the market is crazy. The market's crazy. Inventory's crazy. Um, we were talking in the break about. Um, just prices and inventory and how something really kind of has to break soon. Uh, it, I mean, you would think, but, uh, but inventory in Hillsborough County, uh, Josh was saying is only at 1.8 months worth of inventory. So when we talk about inventory and we talk about a monthly number, basically when you hear 1.8 months of inventory, that means if every home sold that was currently on the market and it sold at a rate, we would run out of homes to sell in 1.8 months. So they consider a balanced market anything that's six months, around six months. Below that is considered a seller's market because there's less inventory. Above that is considered a buyer's market because there's more inventory. So then buyers kind of have the upper hand. So right now in Hillsborough County, there is only 1.8 months. Do you know, Josh, if that was, I believe that might be single family homes. And again, like we were saying, there's not a ton of condos or, you know, anything else on the market in Hillsborough. It's a lot of single family homes. There's some, of course, but I do you think that's single family homes? I would say single families, yeah. And that was about a week or two ago. I was speaking to somebody and they brought that up to me because I think overall we're at what about maybe two months, two yeah, and a half months. It's super low. I mean, yeah. we have we were lower than this at one point, but I mean, I would have thought by now, and I think everybody kind of thought by now when they were kind of forecasting what was going to happen for this year, forecasting prices, especially they thought inventory was going to go way up. But what's kind of happened is we were talking about people don't want to sell their home. They don't want to give up that rate. They're kind of deciding that they want to, even if they want to go somewhere else, they want to rent their home and they want to either go rent something else or they want to go buy something else. Yep. Uh, that's what we're really, really seeing because a lot of times their rates are so cheap that they're able to make money on the rental. Now, I think that that can be problematic, uh, especially if you've never been a landlord before. Uh, it sounds like it's real, real easy until you really get into it and you realize it's really tough to be a landlord. Um, you know, even long-term rentals. I mean, if you think about all the stuff that you're constantly having to do in your home while you live there, now you're having to depend on somebody else to tell you about these things. And if you're not keeping up with things, it can kind of they can kind of get away from you really quick. So I think long-term it, it might cost you money in order to do that, even though it looks like you're making money every month. Um, but that's kind of what people are doing. And the National Association of Realtors actually just reported for the first time in a while that sales uh, transactions were up 14.2% year over year, which was really um, kind of unexpected. And they're attributing that, and that was for the month of February, uh, usually months numbers are a little behind and they were really attributing that to what mortgage rates did um over that time mortgage rates kind of changed really quickly they kind of went down and people jumped off the fence like we talked about they got stuff under contract and they closed so you know sales went up which then drove inventory down a little bit more so um did you guys see when rates went down did you see a jump in activity 
As far as purchases? Like the initial time, like when they were in yeah. the twos and threes? Well, no. I mean, just recently, um, probably I would say January, when they kind of initially started to trend down from the 7%. Yeah. I mean, but you, you got to understand it takes time, right? Yeah. It's it's not immediate. Now, if I call a buyer and say rates are down, they're like, okay, let's go. Right. But over time, it, I'd say it was a month or so behind lagging of that mm-hmm. move. And yeah, but I mean, it was kind of hard to tell because your springtime is really a good time, so mm-hmm. February, March. But it picked up drastically, significantly more than what it was towards the end of the year prior. Yeah. So I would say yes. I think a lot of it had to do with the springtime buyers, but people were saying, "Hey, rates are lower. Let's buy." So yeah, it definitely had a lot to do with it. <clears throat> well, statistically, nationally, the two weeks coming up are the time as a seller you're going to get the best price. And the best activity on your home. Now, obviously, we know Florida is a little different than that. Florida doesn't have these crazy spring markets like they do in other areas. Our real estate kind of constantly busy. Um, but these next two weeks are considered the best week as a seller in order to put your home on the market, in order to get the price that you want, and in order to sell it in a quicker amount of time. I'm assuming that that kind of translates over um, you know, to mortgage activity. But I think right now what's most important is really what rates are doing because, you know, rates are kind of driving everything right now as far as activity and as far as what's happening week to week in the real estate market. Um, And I think that that's going to translate over to activity on properties. I think it's going to translate over to multiple offers and really prices, unfortunately. And I think that prices, especially locally, are being held up. I know that year over year so far, looking at first quarter year over year, um, and I try to look at quarterly numbers for our team as opposed to just monthly numbers because they monthly you can fluctuate, especially if you have some, uh, some closings push. But quarterly, first quarter this year over first quarter second year, we are still up um, as far as prices by about 2%. Um, and that's with the sales for our team. Now, locally, I don't know what that is, but I would also say that we have a pretty good balance on our team of selling, you know, moderately priced homes. We sell expensive homes. We sell really inexpensive homes and we kind of sell everything. We don't focus on one tier of property. So I think that our stuff is a really good indicator. So to have prices up by 2%, even with the craziness in the market, you know, it kind of speaks to how strong our market is locally and how uh, how our prices are being held up locally, especially when you hear that some places like California, uh, out west, I think their prices are down about 3% from what I last saw. Um, and that's, you know, judging that that region. I think in the southeast, we're up by 1%. So looks like we're up about 2% locally. So um, I know that that kind of goes back to inventory. And Josh, what, what area... Switching it a little bit, maybe you don't want to disclose, but what area do you live in? Do you live in Hillsboro? I do live in Hillsboro, yeah. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll disclose a little bit more. <laughs> um, so I Get your pens out. Yeah, but... <laughs> give you my address. Yeah. Come find me. Um, so we just sold to one of my buddies uh, the property I was living in. We've been building a house for the last two and a half years. As we all know, houses don't take that long. Mine is certainly not on an $8 million <laughs> lot <laughs> that requires that much time. So COVID had really delayed a few things. Um, so we moved over off West Shore in Sunset Park um, okay. in that area. And we were super excited. But seeing the level of appreciation even in that neighborhood as our home has been building, 
It's incredible. I mean, every yeah. deal right now is an opportunity at the right price for a great investment from now until time down the road. And, and a quick thing, I'm just going to sidebar. We were discussing earlier about, you know, Derek Jeter's house that was sold and, you know, how do people see these visions, right? You've got Vinick purchasing all this property. I remember before Armature Works was Armature Works. And my parents, they're from up north. So they flew in and we were having dinner down at Ulele. This was years and years and years ago before I was even in the business. And she's like, we should buy all this. I'm like, why? <laughs> and now Armature Works is I just didn't have the vision for it, and she did, and she saw it, and, you know. Well, I'm going to one-up you on that story. <laughs> so before Eulalie was there, before Armature Works, when there was actually stuff on those lots, yeah, there was run-down homes. Um, they, they tore down. Obviously, when you look now, there's a lot of vacant lots. Well, because there actually used to be stuff there. It yep. was a bunch of vacant buildings, vacant lots. Uh, Eulalie was an old pump house that they had abandoned. The spring was covered up. People were like, what spring are you even talking about? Mm -hmm. There's nothing there. It's dirt. Um, you know, Armature Works was the streetcar uh, barn that was sitting there falling down. You weren't allowed to go inside of it. It was bad over there. Disheveled. Yeah. So I had told my grandparents at the time, because they were going to help us out with a small down payment on, uh, on a first house. I said, oh, I found the short sale. And, and they had kind of announced what they were going to do with this area. There yeah. was plans, and uh, the original plans fell apart, and it's taking forever now. But I said, it's going to be a great area. They said, oh, where? And I said, oh, it's Tampa, Tampa Heights. <laughs> right over, right by the river. Yep. Now, my grandparents grew up in Seminole Heights. They, um, my whole family's from here, all the way back to my great-grandparents. So they were, I took them to see this house. <clears throat> They were appalled. <laughs> they were upset. <laughs> My grandmother started crying. <laughs> they refused to even entertain this idea. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that house at the time was about 140,000. I was going to change. About 140,000 short sale. Probably sold for less because it was a short sale. I think now that's probably about an $800,000 <laughs> yeah. house. It had also a guest apartment in the back above a garage that was detached that the people had rented out. And I said, oh, but the mortgage is only going to be this much and I can rent out this apartment to somebody and I'll have like no mortgage. My, they didn't care. You were not, no, they were, it was not happening. So I do still bring that story up when my grandparents start talking about real estate, like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, do you remember that time that I wanted to go down there? So I totally agree with you on the investment, especially if you have somebody like your parents that have foresight in that, that can kind of see this vision. Because I think a lot of people do struggle with that, with seeing what is possible. I certainly do. I'm yeah. the first to admit it. I mean, the clothes that I'm wearing right now, they have to be picked out for me. And then when they're picked out, I'm like, that suit jacket looks really nice with that shirt. Thank you. Don't leave it to Josh me. is dressed very nice. I am in a t-shirt. I picked out my own clothes. Somebody picked these out for him. <laughs> if you could see us, you would be able to tell this. So, uh, uh, so anyway, really, really, really think about investing locally. Um, I know we got off on a little bit of tangents here, but if you have foresight, there's so many opportunities out there. I think that there's a lot of investment opportunities. So we'd love to speak with you about that. Give us a call. We'll point you in the right direction on uh, what we think. We'll give you our opinion. 
813-359-8990 is our office. Give us a call, and we'll be back right after this quick break here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. And we're back show. here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining us this week, Tampa Bay. Just talking about our local real estate market and the craziness that's going on. Um, talking about investment before the break, and kind of mentioned briefly about uh, the really the inventory, uh, really the demand and what you've seen with prices nationally. We were talking about out west, they had seen uh, as a region about a 3% decline in prices. And Josh was talking, Josh, you were talking about an article that you saw that talked about Manhattan real estate specifically. Yeah, let me pull it up real quick. And it was talking about um, really that declines were seen as far as, was it mortgages or was it actually? Manhattan real estate sales plunged 38%. Wow. That's right. that's a huge number. Huge, huge number. Um, I think that could be contributed to a lot of things. I think that there's, as far as Manhattan goes, you know, a lot of people were moving into Manhattan, not just because they wanted to live in 500 square foot apartments, but really because there was so much going on there. There was a lot of people that were living there because of work reasons or because of um, maybe they were doing work even a couple times a month there. They'd have a second home there. Um, there was a lot that was spurring that market, you know, because of that, there's a lot of people in a, sh- a small area. So there's restaurants, there's, you know, stuff going on. There's all this, the less people that work in Manhattan, the less people that need to be in Manhattan. And that trickles down to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you talk about people that are no longer having to go in every day for work. I think the last statistic I saw was that you know, there was about 65% of office workers were back full-time in Manhattan. If you take that, that is still a lot of office workers that they're missing inside the city. 35%. Right. So, uh, you know, while there is still deals to be had there, you know, you have a state like Florida, you have a states like Texas, um, even states like Tennessee, which have seen huge investments, um, especially because of a place like Nashville that's there. You know, when you're looking at what's going on in states like that compared to somewhere um, out west or somewhere like Manhattan or, or, or wherever, you really see, to what Josh was saying earlier about the investment potential here, and really, even though to people that have been here, stuff's very expensive now, um, especially compared to a couple years ago, it's still not expensive like it is somewhere like that Manhattan. Guy that's selling his, you know, fifteen million dollar penthouse in New York and comes right. here and <laughs> buys a house for four million. He's over the moon. Right on the water with the great weather. Um, Florida taxes, uh, Florida prices on everything else. I mean, when you're in Manhattan, everything's expensive. So that kind of stuff adds up. Yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff, especially if you have a business and you're looking to relocate. You know, Florida is one of the most business friendly states that there is there's other stuff that you don't think about um as far as taxes go um i know that there's state income taxes in a lot of states well what we don't talk about in florida that we don't have is we don't have income taxes also for working in our cities i mean a lot of states uh, i know state and a city tax. yes they have a city tax if you work in the city you get taxed in the city you know florida's not allowed to do any of that all we're allowed to have is property taxes, like sales taxes, different things like that. But it's not like when you live in one of those states, because you have all those income taxes, 
you barely have any property tax. That's the problem is you have crazy property tax. You have crazy real estate tax, or excuse me, um, income taxes. I mean, you're getting very, very taxed. So when you're looking at where you want to invest money, you know, a lot of times that investment, if you were living in one of those other states or working in one of those other states, it's almost like when you come to Florida, now you have free investment money. Mm -hmm. I mean, so the opportunity to invest here is still very, very strong, especially when you're when you're looking at a, a place like South Tampa, yeah, where you're in the city, you live in a single family home, you have a nice size yard, you have nice size lots. I mean, the investment potential there is huge. Yeah, huge. And and I think it's key for you know those listening that are overwhelmed by that idea. Like, yeah, I understand there's a lot of opportunity, but how do I do it? Right. And they start with calling you guys. How do I get into finding something and deploying some of this cash? Because we do this every day. So we know how simple it can be to find those right properties because we're connected. And that's where working with a great team can help you get those investments and find those properties and those good deals that still exist here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and they're, they are out there. You know, we still buy property, we still flip property, which means that there are still deals out there. We still get people all the time that want to sell their home cash that they don't want to deal with going on the market. Sometimes we're, you know, there's not much, you know, we're looking at a lot of different things. And sometimes we decide, hey, this isn't a right property for us. There's not much room here for us to actually make a profit or to rent out the property. So we decide, hey, we're not able to do that. And that's something that we want to have people that are looking to buy these homes cash. We want to have people that are looking for a good investment potential. And just because it's not a great deal for us to, invest in it doesn't mean it's not a great deal for somebody to buy it and live in it. Correct. I mean, those deals out there, we talk to those people, and this is no joke, we talk to those people every day that we just decide, hey, this property isn't going to work for us. But we know that if somebody else came on and they wanted to actually live in this home and fix it up and use it as their personal property, the deal is amazing. It just doesn't work to turn around and invest money and then sell it again or invest money and then rent it. So we have people like that, that that we would love to help out more. We would love to be able to get that property sold for them. And we'd love to have somebody else invest in the property. So if you are looking for something like that, if you are looking for something that maybe isn't on the market, we would love to help you out with that 813-359-8990. And if you're looking for a great mortgage, you know, it's not necessarily all the stuff that you've heard of before, like, oh, what's the current rates? What are we doing there? I mean, there's so many different options that you can go through in order to get a great mortgage for a property or to get investment money for properties. So, Josh, how can they get in touch with you? I mean, again, they give me a call. My direct number, 813-230-5982. We'll point you in the right direction. I mean, you can go to my website, which is... Uh, goodwinmortgagegroup.com, but call me. We keep the personal touch here. Yeah. <laughs> if you Google them, you can also find their website so you know you're getting the yeah, right the place. <laughs> so give them a call. And again, if you forget that, give us a call and we'll point you in their direction. You know, We'd love to help you out. Again, 813-359-8990. Reach out to us on any of our socials. We can speak to you there. You can email us anytime. You can chat with us live there. We can actually get you started on a home evaluation straight from our website. If you want to know what the current market value of your home is, just go there. We'd love to hook you up with that. We can come out and set an appointment with you and really get the process started because there are so many options today. And even though inventory is low, we can point you in the right direction. We can find you a deal. So reach out to us. We'd love to help. 
Thanks for joining us this week, Tampa Bay, on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. Have a great rest of your Sunday.